It is time for our feature interview, thanks to Morris Finance. Morris, bringing our personal approach to personal finance. Now, everyone is eyes forward towards the Gold Coast 500, the Boost Mobile. Yes, Boost Go- Mobile. Boost Mobile, Gold Coast 500. And if there's one person that knows what it's like to have a Boost sticker slapped onto his helmet and not plug it and uh, get a good old talking to, it is our next guest. So please <laughs> welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Macca Jones. Uh- <laughs> Hello, Macca. How are we, mate? Sensational. How's it? How's it feel to be out of Aubrey Wodonga, your hometown, where it's probably about minus five right now? Up to schoolies for adults on the on the Gold Coast with a little bit of sunshine, nice weather, and a bit of warmth. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Aubrey hasn't uh, hasn't been showing much sunshine at the moment, but it's been pretty warm up here in the Gold Coast. We got up here on Monday, and and uh, definitely enjoying it. Do you bring the bike with you? Because one of the things we know about you, Macca, is that uh, in the fitness stakes, like I reckon, Stevie J, if there was a fitness competition for the drivers within supercars, I'd lay 100 on you, Macca, because you are as fit as, as anyone I've ever seen. Do you bring the bike up or or you uh, you just get running around the coast when you're here? No, I just get running around at the moment. I feel like uh, all I do when I'm at home is, is running and, and – uh going to race meetings, which is kind of enjoyable for some people. But, um, yeah, I've got a, a big event that I'm actually training for at the moment, which is a, an ultra run after the season. So uh, sort of enjoying that. And I like to get out and uh, explore when I get to travel with the racing as well, which is cool. I actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, your yeah, mate can, and mine, Malcolm point, Owens. Can we just point out, what's the, an ultra run? Okay, if a Yeah, well, that's it... what I'm going to ask. Because <laughs> I was talking to Malcolm Owens this afternoon and he said to me, and I'm I'm not sure this is right, that you just completed a 50, I said kilometre, he said mile, a 50-kilometre competitive uh, run that you won by an hour and a half. Is that right? Has he got that right? Yeah, so it wasn't a super competitive event, but it was a, yeah, it was 54 k's in the uh, in the mountains in Bright. That was uh, that was two months ago that I'd done that one, and um, but I've got a yeah, I've got an event in December which is a hundred miles. So oh, I um, oh. yeah, I know it, it. Saying it out loud makes me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I no, 160 k's, 160 yeah, k that, run. Yeah. Yeah, through the, it starts in Threadbow and, and goes over the Kosciuszko Mountains, over to Perisher, and yeah, so it's a big loop. But um, it's yeah, it's a bit of a challenge I set, you know, post season. So it's kind of nice to have a, a goal outside of uh, racing and and having, you know, it also keeps you fit for for what we do as well. Oh, how do you manage the chafe? Far out. <laughs> Not sure yet. I don't, have, I don't have that problem through the uh, through like the fifty k's, but uh, over one hundred and sixty, I'm not really oh. sure. I mean, I'm I'm slap some canastin on it or something. I, I, I have that problem after five after five k's. Of you got that problem walking from your office to the <laughs> to the fish and chip shop. It's like wearing a pair of corduroys when I walk. It's like two dogs barking. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, talk to me about the Gold Coast, a track that you enjoy. Um, I, I, I'd imagine as a driver, given the fact that you don't have the tie bundles this weekend and given the fact I think we're actually going to be raining on Friday, uh, life looks a little bit better for you boys this weekend. Yeah, there's a, it feels like there's a lot going on. There's an awesome vibes here already and, and everywhere seems really packed, which is really good to see. I mean, 
Boost do an awesome job at promoting this event and, and it seems to get bigger and bigger, which is really cool. And yeah, the difference with the, the tie bunders will be interesting. I'm not too sure our front bars in the Gen 3 cars would cop a lot of uh, hits on those, those tie bundles like the old cars used to. So sort of glad to see them gone, although I'm sure at some point it's going to get very frustrating not hit and not trying to trip curbs and stuff. You know, it's mm. sort of, I'd imagine it's like trying to steal jewelry from a store where there's like lasers that are invisible and when you trip them, you set the alarm off. I kind of feel like that's the kind of vibe that's got going. It's these invisible lasers that you're going to trip and it's, you know, your engineer will quickly get on the radio and tell you that you've just been done for it, you know. So at times that can be frustrating, but at least we're not going to be destroying front bars. As opposed to ripping front bars off cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, um, obviously wanted to talk quickly about Bathurst as well. We can get back to the Gold Coast, but um, not the best not the best year for you guys. I mean, uh, BJR had, had a, a bit, of, bit of everything going on, mm. even from practice, from, from Dean Fiore in practice. Uh, but obviously, Dean and Bryce ended up having a cracking race. Not so much for yourself. How did, um, how did you feel after um, tipping out the other car? How did the old man take that? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, not well. Obviously, it was it wasn't ideal. I mean, you know, I put my hand up for that one. I really stuffed that up. I um, the the toe that you could get down, you know, the slipstream down the straight was massive, and it kind of just caught me out at the time um, and just braked a bit deep in in an awkward time when Jack was being passed at, at that that same time, and it, it just sort of collided mm. there. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was my bad there. I, um, you know, that really sucks when you, when you run into a teammate, um, you know, and if it wasn't him, I, I definitely would hit the, whoever else it was. So that kind of yeah. thing is, is really frustrating. You know, I, I sort of beat myself up about that after the weekend and, you know, obviously Brad probably didn't have the greatest of weekends. We, we didn't have, as a, as a group, we really struggled in qualifying all of us. Mm, um, yeah. you know, we really couldn't. We just couldn't turn the tire on. I mean, when in qualifying on a Saturday, you know, it's meant to be like Christmas for a race car driver. I think over the day we had seven sets of brand new tires, and up until qualifying, the first four sets I had, I didn't go faster on on the first run on the greens. We always went faster on on a used tire, and, and that's never ideal. You know, it's sort of mm-hmm. we're missing something in the balance there for for that to be happening. So. Um, but it was good to see, you know, at least Bryce, you know, I think they had the biggest movers in the race, you know, it, it shows that our race car is really strong. It's just we're sort of qualifying, not where we need to be, you know, to maximize our race results. Yeah. And obviously there was, um, Andre had a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a weird one, you know, obviously oh. we haven't seen really many engine mm. issues like that at all through the year. And that was, that was, well, it wasn't, well, it was on, it was Dale Wood, I think in the car, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Matty, I can't mm. remember, but um, but yeah, like that's a that was a biggie, and I haven't actually Brad's done a pretty good um, uh, debrief debrief mm. with Kenny McNamara, um, the engine builder there. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but I'm pretty keen to watch that and just see what what was said and and um, and how that transpired. But um, yeah, some something that's uh, you can go to Bathurst as prepared as you think, and stuff that doesn't happen through the year, like what Triple Eight happened to Triple Eight with their gear shift rises and so forth. Um, can rear its head right in the pop point where it's, you know, in the biggest and the most important race of the year. Yeah, definitely. And like I spoke about the engine, yeah, Brad has done a, a really good video on that. I mean, I think he's the, the, probably the biggest social media influencer in supercars at the moment with all these videos and he's loving it. But um, yeah. he's done a really good job <laughs> at, at showcasing that. But 
That was a very strange one. We obviously, it's the sort of the first Gen 3 engine failure we've seen and didn't really have any telltale signs about it either. It kind of just let go and when it let go, I think it completely lunched itself. It's, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, having a hole in the block's never a good sign. No. Well, as my um, old man that. usually says, he goes, that's got an electrical issue, that one. <laughs> the Conrod <laughs> come out the side of the block and knocked off the starter motor. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that thing ain't getting started anytime. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, you, you just mentioned it um, then, Macca, that, that Brad has been the biggest social mm. influencer this year, um, social media influencer this year. I lo- Your old man's not shy in sending an invoice. We love that about him. And what I reckon right now, he should be sending an invoice to supercars because we've been really tough on it this year that the lack of communication from supercar regarding Gen 3 and issues or positives or, or direction or any of that sort of stuff has been absolutely appalling. Mm. But the one guy and the one team that has stood up has been Brad Jones explaining all of the nitty gritties, the little fires, yeah, all the fires everything. and the and the front bar instability and why this and why that and the and the, uh, the, the build, shifter or the and build at the start. You Brad Jones Racing as a team, and Brad as an individual, I think that has been a masterstroke for this year, this year in a sea of silence. It's been great to be able to have Brad and your team as a go to resource of information about what's going on with these cars. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it, he was really reluctant to do it at the start. I, I remember we we had our first chassis arrive, and I said to Brad, "I'm like, and I hadn't even seen one before." And I said, "You need to do a video on this." And he's like, "Why?" Mm. I'm like, "Because no one's seen one." And he he would he would he was really reluctant to do it. And who was one? I want to listen to me. And I'm like, "Just do it." Like no one is showing <laughs> what Gen Three is, and and yep. I was watching them from from his office, and they were all getting built at the time, and I'm like, we need to be showing this, dude, because I'm like, I don't even know what's in these cars, and I'm the driver. I'm like, imagine <laughs> yeah. what the field and all the fans are actually experiencing. Like, they're just going to rock up in, in the first race meeting and have no idea what these things actually are. And so he, it took some convincing from our, um, our media side of things with Rachel. She does an amazing job at uh, pushing him to do some videos. And, and once he got on a roll and I think the first video got 30,000 views and, and he, you know, he was super stoked with that. And then they've just mm-hmm. gone from strength to strength. And it's, um, you know, and, and you, you know, we go to a lot of places and a lot of people are thanking him for it. And it's, it's kind of been really cool. And he's obviously been in the sport for so long that he's seen a lot of different cars and different builds and how it all works. And, and he just knows everything behind the answers and the decisions that that kind of got to where we are now, I guess, and and it's kind of cool that he's you know showing that. I think it's as I say, Pat. I think it's been sensational, and and uh, as I say, particularly in the wake of such silence from the big guys. Now, the other thing I want to ask you about is away from racing, we all have our things. Stevie J, I know you've got golf. Uh, I don't quite know what I've got away from racing apart from family. I don't have uh, running, put it that way. Well, we don't have running, <laughs> and, and we know that you're the ultra runner. But, uh, again, you've got a thing for mini bikes. You collect <laughs> and build classic mini bikes. Is it? Have I described that correctly, or is it a particular type of mini bike? Is it a monkey bike? That or young Macca Jones yeah. likes to collect out the back. Yeah, it's um... – I've no idea where it came from. I never had them as a kid or anything, but I had the fascination with just weird little cars and little bikes. And so, and, and probably Honda do the best job of that. And so I've got a, a couple of Z50s that had maybe had them for five or six years. And I just started like 
collecting them, I guess. And, and mm. so I've got a, yeah, maybe three Z50s. Got a, a very obscure, um, it's called a Honda Moto Compo, which is a 50cc kind of scooter, but it folds up into like a little suitcase. And so in Japan, you would buy this Honda City Turbo car and it came in the boot. And so you would kind of drive to work and then commute That's around cool. on this little bike. And so I've actually got it registered and it is the dodgiest thing I've ever ridden. And it scares the crap out of me. It actually brought it to the Gold Coast last year and would, I was riding to the track and back each morning. Um, wow. But it was it was scary. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And for some How reason, fast just, does it go? Yeah, I really enjoyed these cars, these little bikes and, these, and the little cars. How fast does it go, Maka? Um, I was I actually got my top speed last year at Gold Coast going down one of the bridges at 53 kilometres an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that is very yeah. cool. And actually, yeah. little known fact, I had a Z50. Did you? Yeah, when I was living in America when I was... All oh, those poor rear 12... springs. <laughs> to shut up, idiot. <laughs> when I was... Oh, listen to you throwing stones old glass houses over there. Uh, I had a... Uh, I was living in America in a, in a place called Connecticut, and we lived on private roads. So a mate of mine, Jono, had a 250S ATC Honda, and I had a, a little Z50. It was... They are the bomb. It, I can yeah. I can understand the fascination with a Macca because if I could if I had the time to play with one right now I'd go and buy I couldn't ride it because all you'd see is just a tire and a couple of little <laughs> handlebars if I were riding the thing but yeah. I do love them they they are just a great bit of kit the old Z50 it looked like a mini chopper yeah, <laughs> yeah I love them I don't, yeah I just I've got one in my living room and it's on display so it's a you know, I don't know if my, my missus loves that, but it's, uh, yeah, they're cool. They don't take up that much room. So I can, you know, you have three in the shed and it doesn't, you know, doesn't take up much room at all. There you go. Hey, speaking of weird, we're going to let you go, but speaking of weird, uh, and I know it had an invoice attached to it, but tell me about that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle suit. How'd you feel when you unboxed that one and thought, did you say, Dad, do I seriously have to wear this? Or Brad or whatever you call it. Well, it was, it was actually my own idea. I sort of threw myself under the bus. <laughs> I didn't actually think they'd go for it. <laughs> so at the start of the year when the concept came up, I said, we need to do a full turtle suit. And then they were like, oh, I don't know about that. And then and we, we got pretty far down the line with it and went, okay, we're doing this suit. And I was like, oh, you're joking. Like, <laughs> but I, I love the whole concept. I mean, it was really cool to, to have the design. It looked awesome. And then to do it properly and the whole piece was, was you know, just completed it. Car well, was cool. Don't know about the suit. <laughs> Imagine hey, if you yeah. and I put on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle suit, Steve. Oh, that'd be a big turtle. <laughs> oh, big well, my two big turtles. Rolling I would around. be that turtle that can't roll over when it's on its back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Maka, you, who knows? Because uh, right now, uh, BJR and Pizza Hut are actually giving fans the a chance to design uh, the mm. livery for uh, Car Ninety Six, and it'll be on display at the Velo Adelaide Five Hundred. Now, if you want to get involved, <laughs> you've got to do it by October 29th. Email competitions at pizzahutaustralia.com.au by October 29th. T's and C's apply, obviously. But uh, Macker, it's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully, you go well this weekend at the GC, mate, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you there, mate. Stevie J and I will be up in the Brad Jones box on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Waving the Macaulay Jones yeah, flag. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, should we back Macaulay this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Like we, got, we did in Darwin. We've got 13 Kubota people coming, or 12, 12 or 13 Kubota people, mate. So we'll be uh, we'll be waving the Macca flag. So don't expect to get a slice of pizza at the end of it too, Macca. <laughs> <laughs> no food there. There's the hot tip for you. But uh, good on you, mate. Go well this weekend.
Perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> For Coley Jones, our feature interview, thanks to Morris Finance. Morris makes all finance simple for your business, investment, or personal needs. Call Morris today. We'll be back with more of The Driver's Seat right after this.